Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today... Superman would give much to know that a mysterious, powerfully built man who walks with a heavy limp is in Metropolis and is at this moment reading a personal notice in the Daily Planet which was inserted by Superman himself. Archer, very important you contact me at once regarding Sir H.C. Clark Kent, Metropolis Daily Planet. (laughs) At last... This is what I was waiting for. Now I've got him cornered. Gang, try to picture, if you can, a steam engine with a red-hot fire burning under the boiler and a full head of steam driving the pistons at top speed. Well, if you can imagine that, you've got a rough but uh, pretty fair idea of how things are going in the Superman contest offices. Sack after sack of mail is dumped. Envelopes are slit, letters are opened, and together with postcards are turned over to the judges who read and carefully weigh the merits of every entry. And as we told you before, it's a big job and a tough one. So it must take time, during which you must be patient. Of course, we would like to make the important announcement of winners right away. But we can't do that and give all entries an even break, too. So we chose to take the time in order to be fair to all. And we feel that that's what you want us to do. However, the way things are moving, it won't be too terribly long before the job's done. Meanwhile, we hope you continue to enjoy and listen to The Exciting Adventures of Superman, of which you are about to hear a very thrilling episode right now. So don't go away. And now, The Adventures of Superman. A tiny man, scarcely three feet tall, who calls himself Frederick the Great, told Clark Kent and cub reporter Jimmy Olsen a strange story in which he said his late master, Sir Hubert Clay, a famous mathematician and physicist, had delegated him to find Robert Archer, the only man who could save the world from a terrible disaster scheduled to take place on February 1st. But then they learned that Archer, an associate professor in a small college, had disappeared the day before under mysterious circumstances. The midget was then certain Robert Archer had fallen into the hands of the boot, a mysterious and dangerous conspirator who had murdered the famous scientist and who had been pursuing Frederick all over the world. Kent, who unknown to all is Superman, suggested that Archer might be hiding from the boot, and he inserted a personal notice in the Daily Planet and in other newspapers throughout the country appealing to Archer to contact him. Up to early evening, There had been no word from Archer. And now in the planet office with Kent and Jimmy, the tiny Frederick, garbed in bright green frock coat and striped trousers, paces the top of Kent's desk as he groans. Oh, 
It's no use. No use at all. We'll never, never hear from Robert Archer. Oh, be patient, Freddy. This uh, is the first day our personal notice asking him to contact me has appeared in the papers. I know. But nevertheless, I feel it's hopeless, Mr. Kent. Utterly hopeless. Oh, that's no way to talk, Freddy. If Mr. Archer's hiding out someplace, he may not have seen a newspaper yet. Uh, but I don't believe he's hiding out, Jim. I'm certain the boot hasn't. And if that is so... Jumping jelly beans. Huh? What's the matter, Freddy? Uh, I just noticed your calendar, Mr. Kent. Well, it says today is January 19th. So what? Well, that means there are only 12 days before January 1st, the day Sir Hubert said a, a terrible disaster would strike the world. You mean February 1st. Uh, we know only, that, Freddy, but... Uh, Robert Archer can prevent the disaster. He's the only one, but how can we find him? Oh, please, dear, Freddy, dear, stop I... wailing and wringing your hands. That gets us no place. I know, I know, if but... If we're to help you find Archer, we've got to try and figure this thing out. That's right, Jim. Oh, very well. I'll do my best to remain calm. Good. Now, you mentioned an equation that Sir Hubert told you to give to Archer. Would you mind repeating it again? Oh, no, not at all. Uh, X is to Freddy as Y is to Sally. The equation equals the first day of February. Mm-hmm. Does that mean anything to you, Mr. Kent? No, not a thing, Jim. Me either. Sounds like double talk to me. But I never was very good oh, at algebra. Dear, well, it's not dear. really algebra, Jim. It's just phrase in a sort of algebraic form. Uh, did Sir Hubert say Robert Archer would understand that equation, oh, Freddy? Oh, yes, indeed. He, he said Mr. Archer would know what to do to, to prevent the catastrophe, or whatever it is. Uh, but now we'll never find them. Uh, there are only the 12 days left. Oh, please don't keep saying that, Freddy. <laughs> well, it's the truth, Jim, isn't it? Well, maybe it is, but you don't have to keep repeating it, do you? You give me the jitters. Take it easy, Jim. Well, well, sorry, old boy, sorry, but I'm so frightfully worried. Somebody... <laughs> I see. What's that? It's just the clock in the insurance company tower. Oh, oh. Hey, it's seven o'clock. Time you two had your dinner and went undercover. Undercover? What do you mean, Mr. Kane? Well, for the time being, Jim, I want you and Freddy to stay at my apartment. At your apartment? Uh-huh. Why? Well, Freddy was sent to you, and he says the boot has been trailing yes, him. Yes, all over the world. I even hear his heavy something walk in my dreams. Do you... Do you think the boot may have trailed Freddy here to me? Oh, I hope not. Dear me, I certainly do hope not. I'm not sure, but let's not take any chances. Freddy, hop back into that packing crate of yours, please. Uh, I don't want anyone to notice you leaving here. Uh, as you say, old man. I'll carry you down to a taxi and ride home with the two of you. Jim, tell Beanie to stick around until I get back, will you please? Just in case Archer should call or show up. And then you join us outside. Okay, Mr. Ken. <laughs> Beanie Martin speaking. Is Mr. Clark Kent there, please? Mr. Kent, no, he ain't. I mean, isn't. Nobody's here now except me and the night telegrapher. Oh, well, can you tell me where I might reach Mr. Kent? It's very important. Well, he's coming back. If you'll give me your number, I'll have him call you. Oh, no. No, I I can't do that. Uh, When will he be back? Let's see. He just called up from, from where he is and said he's coming right back. It'll take him about a half an hour. Hi, Beanie. Holy mackerel, here he is now. We'll put him on, will you please? Yeah, I... Holy smokes, Mr. Kent, how'd you ever get here so fast? I flew, Beanie. Is that call for... I say I made good time. Is that call for me? Uh Uh-huh. Here you are. Jeepers, I don't see how... Quiet, please, Beanie. Hello, this is Clark Kent. Uh, This is Robert Archer. Robert Archer? Jeepers, isn't that... Uh, One moment, please. Wait in my office for me, Beanie. Ah, gee. Okay. Where are you, Mr. Archer? I'm in Metropolis. That's all I can tell you now. But look here, I... If this is not a trap, you will understand why. Oh, oh, yes, I understand. But I assure you, this is not a trap. I hope not. Now, I'm willing to meet you if... Good. How about coming right up to my office? Oh, no. No, I I prefer a more public place where I know nothing can happen to me. Are you afraid I may be acting for the boot? 
I'm not taking any chances, Mr. Kent. Fair enough. How about meeting me at City Hall in the office of Perry White, the mayor of Metropolis? Well... Now, certainly the mayor's office should sound safe enough to you. Yes, I, I suppose it is. Then you'll meet me there? Yes. How soon? Uh, let's say within the hour. Fine, I'll be waiting for you with Mayor White. Very well, I'll be there. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ah, now we're getting someplace. What time is it now, Chief? Uh, 20 minutes after 9. Uh, uh, what time did Archer say he'd be here, Kent? Uh, I talked to him about 7.35, and he said he'd be here within the hour. Mm, he's 45 minutes late, then. Yeah. I just hope nothing happened to him. Oh, don't get jittery. He may have been quite a distance from here when he called. Oh, but he said within the hour. Well, maybe he's been delayed by the traffic. I hope that's all it is, and not... Not what? Well, I told you the boot was on Archer's trail as well as Freddy's, you know. He was in Parkersville yesterday, just before Archer disappeared. But Archer got away from him, didn't he? Yes, apparently he did, but... And he was in Metropolis when he phoned you? That's what he said. But the boot may be in Metropolis, too. Well, relax. Nothing will happen to him here. Oh. Not since I became Mayor Kent. Our streets are as safe as a, a church. Hmm. What time is it now, Chief? Will you stop fretting? It's uh, 9.25. Well, he's almost 50 minutes late. I'm worried, Chief. I'm very worried. Rising to his feet, Clark Kent paces Perry White's office anxiously, concerned at Robert Archer's failure to keep his appointment. We'll be back in a moment for the startling climax of today's episode. So keep listening. I suppose you've all seen newsreel and newspaper pictures of a little curly-headed boy who wears steel braces on his legs and a jolly smile on his bright face. Well, that little fellow is wearing braces because he is a victim of a much-dreaded disease which doctors call poliomyelitis, but which is better known as infantile paralysis. You've heard of that, I'm sure. And you know it is a sneak-thief kind of disease that comes seemingly from nowhere and strikes suddenly without warning. And when it doesn't succeed in taking its victim's life, it usually robs him of the power to run and jump and play like normal, healthy children do. Now, medical science has been hot on the trail of the criminal virus or germ responsible for the dread malady. But there's still a long way to go in the fight to wipe it out. And we've got to do our share in the war against polio. And the most important thing you and I can do is to lend financial support to the organization that makes it possible for science to develop weapons against the infantile paralysis germ by making contributions to the March of Dimes. Tomorrow, before you leave for school, ask mother or dad to give you at least one dime. Take what you get from your parents, add at least one dime from your own allowance, and turn it in to your teacher or to the local office of the March of Dimes campaign in your city. Don't forget... It's for your own protection. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. While Clark Kent and Perry White wait anxiously for Robert Archer at City Hall, Jimmy Olsen and the tiny Frederick are in Kent's apartment. Well, you've had a pretty tough day, Freddy. Why don't you go to bed? Oh, I, I couldn't possibly sleep, Jim. I'm much too worried about Mr. Archer and, and the boot and the 1st of February, you know. Oh, look, Freddy, if you mention the 1st of February to me again, I... I well, I might forget you're little. Oh, I'm sorry, old chap, really, I am. 
Okay, I... I guess I'm kind of jittery tonight. I know, old chap. And you're quite right. Talking about what might happen only seems to make it worse. Uh, perhaps I will go to bed. Uh, where where do I turn in? Well, you take the bedroom. I'll sleep out here on the studio couch. Well, what about Mr. Kent? Oh, that's right. I forgot he was coming back. Uh, I'll tell you what. If you'll help me remove a drawer from the dresser, I'll sleep in that. What? Sleep in a drawer? Oh, <laughs> I've done it often. I am quite small, you know. Oh, yeah, but... Well, if you're sure, you won't mind. No, not at all. Well, come on, then. I'll take the drawer out for you. No, wait, Jim. What's the matter? Listen. Listen to what? What's the matter with you, Freddy? You're shaking like a leaf. Don't you hear him? What are you talking about? The boot. The boot? Yes. He's right outside in the corridor, coming to our door. Listen. Are, are you sure that's him? Oh. Oh, yes, I'd know his limp anywhere. Oh, oh jeepers. But he's coming here, Jim. He's come here for me. Frozen with fear, the little midget and Jimmy Olsen listen as the heavy thumping steps of the man Freddy says is the dreaded boot approach their door. Is it the boot? And if so, what will happen now? While Superman in his guise of Clark Kent is at City Hall, waiting for Robert Archer, who still has failed to appear. There are thrills, chills, and high excitement in tomorrow's action-packed episode, fellows and girls. So don't miss it. Tune in same time, same station for Chapter 5 of Dead Man's Secret on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom X and his Ralston straight shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.